0: The Weekly Hugh Demon. Full steam ahead. All right, a dozen quotes from Prometheus Unbound, a play about spiritual disease. Brains beat brawn. The Titan Prometheus knew that, so he joined Zeus in his battle against the Titans. Prometheus later befriended the race of men. He saved them when Zeus thought about extinguishing them. Prometheus taught the race of men arts and science. He gave them tools. Zeus increasingly found Prometheus's promotion of the human race tiresome and troublesome. And then Prometheus gave humans the gift of fire in direct violation of Zeus's orders. Zeus was hot. Well, he was hot, but he was livid. (laughs) He ordered Prometheus bound. Kratos, or Kratos, uh, power, and bia, or bia, force, held Prometheus down, while Hephaestus fettered him to a chain on a crag overhanging the Black Sea. An eagle came every day and ate his liver, which regenerated every night. It's animated stuff. But the real action... In the Greek playwright Aeschylus, and I'm, I'm not positive I'm pronouncing that right, although I think I am. I meant to go to YouTube and listen to how to pronounce it. Aeschylus, his play, Prometheus Bound, is in the dialogue and in Prometheus's attitude. You'd think Prometheus would have been dejected, but the play opens and he isn't. He's defiant, loud, and proud, even threatening. Oceanus's daughters, the sea nymphs, Come to figure out what the frick is going on. Prometheus tells them the story. He admits that he disobeyed Zeus on purpose. And the first quote I feature here in the essay, of my own free will, I erred, and freely do I here acknowledge it. And by the way, these are kind of my free renderings at points of these quotes. The English translation itself is about 100 years old, and it's getting a little outdated. So if you're reading them, I'm trying to make it a little more reader-friendly. Anyway, so then the nymphs ask Prometheus if there's any chance the punishment will end. Prometheus acknowledges that it's possible, Quote, it can only end if Zeus makes it end, Unquote. Oceanus then arrives to comfort Prometheus. He Oceanus is also a titan, but he had long ago made peace with Zeus. He was a wise old man of the sea, and he is Prometheus' friend, both titans. Also a couple of generations ahead of Prometheus, so he's much older than Prometheus. and he tells Prometheus, "Stop screaming, or things will only get worse. He acknowledges that Prometheus is smart, but tells him his heart is whacked and out of tune with the, with the divine order or the new divine ordered order ushered in by Zeus. Oceanus's words, "Thy brain is subtle. Learn to know thy heart and as the times, so let thy manners change. For by the law of change, a new god rules. Prometheus said he was being punished for helping men. That's all he did. Oceanus disagrees. You're being punished because of your haughty tongue. It wasn't the gift of fire that got Prometheus punished, said Oceanus. He was being punished because he behaved like an ass. And he was continuing to behave like an ass. By the way, great parallel here to Galileo. As Arthur Kessler points out in his book *The Sleepwalkers*, uh, Galileo wasn't punished for promoting a heliocentric vision of the universe. Many people in the Vatican knew he was right. He was he was put under house arrest, and a, a nice one at that. Uh, but he was put under house arrest arrest because he was an ass. Anyway, back to this narrative. Oceanus says, "Hey, he'll. I'll talk with Zeus on your behalf." But first, Prometheus, you need to calm down, mellow out, and think clearly with that brilliant mind of yours. Quote, keep a quiet mind, and use not over vehemence of speech. Knowest thou not, being exceeding wise, that a wanton, idle tongue brings chastisement? Oceanus assures Prometheus that if he'll cooperate, he can get Zeus to change his mind. Prometheus says he appreciates the effort, but declines. Now, the passage is too long to quote, but basically Prometheus says, I was right, I am right, I will continue to be right. Zeus, the new divine order, represented by the new gods, is wrong. I won't submit. Oceanus leaves. Hermes arrives later for the final scene. Prometheus drips with disgust. Here comes Zeus' runner, runner, the upstart tyrant's lackey. After exchanging sharp words, Hermes tells Prometheus not to blame him for his punishment. Prometheus cries back, quote, I hate all the gods because having received good from my hands, they have rewarded me with evil. Hermes responds, quote, this proves the Stark mad, unquote. That might be the key of the whole dialogue, the whole play. After Prometheus rants and raves to more, Hermes marvels at his defiance and says, quote, these are the workings of a brain more than a little touched. His reason is lost. Who thus can pray? A mouthing madman he. So Hermes is saying, man, you're just, you've completely freaking lost it. You're completely mad. You can't even pray anymore because you're so freaking deranged in your anger and your hubris. And then Hermes concludes With this observation Quote Ye labor for your fall With your own hands Not by surprise nor yet by stealth But with clear eyes Knowing the thing You do You walk into the Yawning net That for the feet of fools Is set And ruin spreads for you He basically says You you did it on purpose Or out out You knew what you're doing You did it on purpose You're a fool And the play ends With Prometheus cursing And refusing to acknowledge he screwed up The divine order Is wrong Is wrong He's right. He's a victim of injustice. The final words, what bitter wrongs I bear. All right. What was the playwright Aeschylus getting at with this story? Here is Prometheus, previously an ally of Zeus and of the New Divine Order, disobeying Zeus and violating that New Divine Order. Aeschylus' main points boil down to two lessons. Lesson number one, don't get cocky. (laughs) <laughs> if your connection to the Transcendental Router works well, it might not continue to work well. Prometheus had a fiber optic connection to the Divine Order, but then the connection started to fail. Eric Vogelin, writing about Prometheus Bound, said the play shows that the, quote, order of the soul is nothing on which one can sit and be happy ever after, on which one can... Excuse me. Let me try that again. The order of the soul is nothing on which one can sit down and be happy ever after. (laughs) Vogel's kind of hard to read. I guess it's even harder to read out loud. Um, Anyway, lesson number two. If your connection to the transcendental router fails, you need to reconnect and fast. Fix the bad connector. Check for excessive bending. Check and see if you have too many splices. Make sure your transmitting power is adequate. Whatever. Get it reconnected as solid as possible. Because if you insist on moving forward with a broken connection, things will go bad for you. Prometheus lost his connection to the divine order in his quest to improve the human's existence, even though he knew Zeus didn't approve. Instead of curbing his humanitarian efforts, he kept going further. detaching routed from Zeus's divine order. He finally got to the point where he concluded he was better off without a router connection at all. He had, in Hermes' words, reached the point of stark madness. Now, that stark madness is known as Nosos, N O S O S, spiritual disease. Crucial term to understand. Nosos. It's like noses, but Nosos. Plato referred to it as a, quote, morbidity of critical self-awareness, unquote, that, if not caught early enough, becomes a cancer of the soul. A few hundred years later, Cicero would call it Morbus animi, or, yeah, animi. am gosh, it was kind of embarrassing. But anyway, um, a disease of the mind, or a rejection of reason. And he listed the symptoms. This is Cicero writing towards the fall of the Roman Republic. He said these things run in Roman society. Restless money making, status seeking, womanizing, overeating, addiction to delicacies, drunkenness, anger, anxiety, desire for fame and public recognition, rigidity of attitude, misogyny, metanthropy. Myth- Eric Vogelin said Cicero's list obviously parallels symptoms in the late modern age, but he added a few more. Vogel says you should add to that list drug addiction, pornography, addiction to false narratives, libertinism, the cult of violence, vandalism, the stupor of television watching, and psychedelic drugs. By the way, um, I don't like using endnotes, although I'm <laughs> using them increasingly more as I start accelerating my narrative here into the, into the modern age. Uh, the the, the, the endnotes here on these show notes are very good. On the psychedelic drugs, it's funny, Vogelin point blank says in a late essay of his that uh, people are taking psychedelic drugs to turn on an existence that had been turned off through modernity. Um, go check out the Netflix, uh, How to Change Your Mind. I had that Michael Pollan book as well. I've not started it yet, but Netflix has a, has a new mini series about it. It's worth checking out because I think they're, they're on to something here. Kind of what Vogelin was on I'm not saying that's the way to reconnect. By the way, all I'm saying is LSD and psychedelics are people's ways, just like Huxley wrote about. They're ways of trying to fix that broken connection to the Tao. You know, that the trans the transcendental router. Anyway, getting beyond myself or uh, beyond myself, we're gonna be flushing all this stuff out in the coming weeks and months. So here's the, the key takeaway. When enough men and women succumb to nosos, society tilts in a very bad direction. I'd submit that we've been tilted in a bad direction for a long time. Modernity, as I've explored repeatedly, is the great rejection. Rejection of the Tao. Modernity doesn't even want a transcendental router, much less care if it gets knocked offline or they lose the connection. Modernity was Prometheus unbound. It was the attempt to show we could live without the Tao. We just needed our rational systems and empirical studies, then everything would be great without the Tao. Well, it didn't happen. Instead, the Titan Prometheus sat on one end of the seesaw, leaving civilization dangling on the other end, smug in its control of all things through science and rational systems. And then postmodernism came along and ridiculed Prometheus. Postmodernism pointed out that modernism had failed both empirically and according to its own rational systems. Prometheus succumbed and got off the seesaw, or the teeter-totter, whatever you want to call it. The problem is he rolled off so suddenly that Western civilization merely crashed to the ground, and now postmodern modernism has no tools, nothing, zero, zit to rebuild with. But now I'm getting ahead of myself. More on all that in later essays.